When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Late Night Drive. I'm your host, Ellie Schnitt. I'm so happy to have you back here. I hope you had the best week ever. And if you didn't, you are in the right place. We are going to have some fun today. And we have my absolute best friend in the entire world with us today. Me. (laughs) Wait until your turn comes, okay? Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm all squirrely. I feel like it's when you like, you know, like when you... um, when you like were a little kid and your best friend would like come and your friend from like another school or something would like come and hang out with your friends from school or whatever and you'd be all squirrely and you'd be like this is my best friend that's how I feel right now me with my church friends and my school friends (laughs) (laughs) anyways every time we have a guest episode we are going to start with a quick 10 rapid fire questions just to get to know our guest in case you don't know her, but I have a feeling if you know me, then you know her. So let's get into that. Hello. Hello, guest. What is your name? Hey, I'm Michaela. <laughs> Michaela Oakland. You maybe have seen me on Ellie's Twitter, Ellie's Instagram, Ellie's story <laughs> <laughs> mentioned in Ellie's conversations. Uh, yeah. Ellie's best friend. Hey. Yeah. Ellie's best friend. And Michaela Oakland. <laughs> <laughs> So I'm like nervous. I want you to think I'm good at this. I listened to your podcast. Like I listened. I've listened. (laughs) I know that you're good at podcasting. You've been on my podcast. I've already been on one of yours. But yeah, here, let me set the vibe. Can I set the vibe real quick? Because we had a lot of um, technology issues, but we are women in STEM, women in tech, and we figured it out. (laughs) However, like my video is not working. Ellie's like in her closet with her leg on the wall. Let me... Theoretically, Michaela has a water bottle on her head, but I have no way of seeing that. And neither do you. Yeah. So, you know, um, we're, we're a little squirrely because it took us a lot of tries to get the setup for this right. Also, I keep lisping because I burnt my tongue really bad yesterday. Anyway, sorry. Number two question. Second question. All right, Michaela Oakland, what is it that you do? <laughs> What's your job? Oh, my God. I always lie when people ask me this question. Uh, but since it's you, <laughs> I just tweet. I literally just tweet. I mean, I used to have a podcast. I do just kind of tweet. I run She Rates Dogs on Twitter and Instagram. It's an account that curates bad dating messages or just like apps, conversations that have gone awry. So that's technically like what I make the most money from selling merch on those accounts. But yeah, I mean, Ellie and I also have the same manager. So Right. So, you know, we both have a job. Theoretically. Yeah. You know, trying to get into new stuff this year, though, like pitching some TV stuff, 
who knows what else I do. Honestly, I just wake up each morning and I satiate my curiosity and then I go to bed. <laughs> and like, who wouldn't want to live that way, you know? So true. <laughs> okay. Um, Michaela Oakland, what is your relationship status? Oh my God, I'm so single. I really <laughs> am so single. No, I did celebrate my virgin anniversary like a few weeks ago. <laughs> right. We didn't do a ceremony though. I feel like when you we go didn't. one year without sex, you need to have like a, a, a ceremony with like candles. Someone blesses yeah. you. Well, I got a cake. I got a cake. You did get a cake, but it wasn't yeah. good, was it? No, it wasn't. It was like a huge cake that said happy virgin anniversary. <laughs> and like the person who delivered to me waited around for a while at the door because I think no. they wanted to catch a glimpse of like the person. Who I'm like, ordered. what does this mean? Yeah, <laughs> they had definitely had questions. I mean, because maybe it means that like it's been a, a year since I lost my virginity. No, that's not the case. I just haven't had sex. Could, yeah, really could go either way. Oh, did I tell you that when I lost my virginity, my friend got me a cookie cake? No, but I remember like the <laughs> the couch and <laughs> the song. <laughs> I think you posted about it on your story recently. Like, or no, someone said whenever yeah. I hear Uptown up, Funk. Because up, up <laughs> like once you hear that story, I think it's hard to forget. I For anyone who doesn't know, I lost my virginity while Uptown Funk was playing. There was nothing I could do about it for what it's yeah. worth. Like it wasn't I wasn't playing it. Like it was playing in the apartment upstairs, like loudly. And there was nothing <laughs> I could do. Yeah. So I've just really been protecting my peace to an, to an extreme extent lately. Mm. So I've just really been avoiding. I think I realize that I become a simp very easily as <laughs> soon as I get attached. So I really need to become careful or be careful about getting attached to people. So I just, you know, just um, vibing. That makes alone. sense. And like, there's literally nothing wrong with being single if there's nobody who's good enough for you, which... <laughs> you know, there isn't. So number four, what is the thing that you've made or one piece of content or something you do that you are really that you are proudest of? I think just like in general, I, I was proud of the podcast and just like anything that makes people feel less alone or like less individual in their bad thoughts or, you know, experiences. I think just like when I get messages from people that are like, this helped me, that's what I'm proud of. But like, there's no singular like <laughs> tweet. <laughs> Imagine you're like, like masterpiece. Okay, on March 12th, 2019. <laughs> I'm like, this was a masterpiece. I think everything you tweet is a masterpiece. You know what my favorite new tweet of yours is? What? <laughs> The one about brewing potion, maybe with a little frog. <laughs> maybe not. You know, it's so funny. Half of the things I tweet are just things that I've said organically. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I should tweet that. Like, that's too weird of a thing to say to not put on the Internet. We've definitely rewired our brains to like when we're having normal conversations. It's like, oh, that that's something that people would be like, wait, same. <laughs> <laughs> we will tweet screenshots of each other's texts a lot, yeah. I feel like. We've sussed out a good vibe of like what's appropriate to share. We don't even <laughs> ask at this point, but like we, we know no, that it's probably okay. It's, it's fine. <laughs> I feel like I, I now am like, if I'm going to text you something that can't go anywhere, I'll be like, do not tweet this. Or like I'm about <laughs> to say I'll something know. crazy. <laughs> like if it's very personal or like with <laughs> someone's name involved, I'm obviously not going to post that. Right, right. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay, Michaela Oakland, number five. <laughs> mm -hmm. Who's your biggest inspiration? You. Shut up. 
No, it is. We talked we talked about this a while ago. Whenever we have like a little interview type situation, people are like, you know, who are your inspirations? And I think usually people would reply like a famous person that <laughs> stuck out to them early on. But honestly, like my friends are my biggest inspiration, which is why I force them to be friends with me. Because I'm like, <laughs> you are changing my my life. You're changing my world, and I need you to be close to me. So. Why would you not become best friends with the people who inspire you? If you can. That's such a beautiful sentiment. No, I think that that's a beautiful thing to say. I agree with you. I think my friends really inspire me as well. Because yeah, do you do you have a, a top inspo? Not really. Like when when I've been asked, I've always just been like, my friends who are doing really cool things. Like that's very inspiring when like people your age are succeeding and doing really well. And like it's really exciting to see like, I don't know, our friends getting to do cool stuff. And it's hard to like... For me, at least, I never really had a big crush or whatever on people that I didn't know that were like famous people. I never Mm. had like because I didn't I was like, I don't know them like I don't trust. Right. Especially with men. (laughs) I don't trust. I don't trust that they're a good person if I really knew them. Not that I have like a negative mindset (laughs) about people I don't know. I just, you know, there's so much unknown with people you don't know. No, I agree with you. It's hard. Like the whole parasocial relationship thing. Like you do not know what people are like. For example, me and Michaela off screen, terrible people, horrible. (laughs) (laughs) It's actually funny how little we're negative about things with each other. Like, Ellie and I, we've been each other's best friend for quite some time now, and we still like don't love to say really negative things about other people to each other. And when we do, we'll like we'll hype it up. We're we're like, I'm about to say someone gossip now. I'm about to say something a little bit mean. I got to be honest, I'm going to say something real mean right now. And then it's like, hell yeah. (laughs) Tell me more. Last time you did that, it wasn't even mean. It was so funny. But then you were like, wait, I've got real got." And then we got <laughs> for like 10 minutes. <laughs> and it feels good sometimes. Okay, yeah. number six. How many chickens would it take in a coordinated attack to kill an elephant? Okay, the thing about me is that I cannot guess animal weights when I can't <laughs> see an animal. Like, I, people were sending me photos of four-legged animals. I thought they all weighed about 40 pounds. Well, they do, don't they? Well, not all no. four legs. An well, elephant so does not weigh the same as a dog, right? Right. Elephants, I was like, maybe that's 200 pounds. It's not 200 pounds. 200 pounds sounds right to me, but I have no concept of weight in general. Exactly. Like, They're apparently like thousands of pounds. Wait, that's impossible. And, sh- <laughs> and chickens are probably about like two pounds. Yeah, yeah. Chickens can't weigh very much because they have to fly hollow bones. Wait, they don't fly though, do they? I think they can glide. Isn't that their whole thing? Like that they don't fly? Well, penguins also famously can't fly. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think chickens can fly either. When have you ever seen a chicken fly? Like try to picture it. Chicken Run. It was a plot point. The whole plot of Chicken Run. (laughs) But of course, that is animated. Guys, can you tell that I'm like testing out these questions? Like these might not be the forever ten questions. I'm loving these questions. (laughs) I think like 2,000 chickens. 2,000 chickens? Chickens are mean. Yeah, but... Well, that's true. And elephants aren't really rude. But like, I Mm. think that they would have to swarm the elephant and really like... It would take a lot of pecking to break skin (laughs) i you know what i hear you on that because they do have tough skin and they never forgive i'm interested to see what other people say about that because i actually i've gotten i've gotten into some of these questions like how many pigs would it take to dispose of a body probably five 
like one dude pigs are crazy you that's why okay you know in the wizard of oz when dorothy's walking on the pig pen and she falls in and everyone freaks out it's not because she fell it's because the pigs will eat her yeah no i know that pigs are the way to get rid of a dead body but i'm saying like in the (laughs) right amount of time it like how because you know one pig can't dispose of a whole body that big like a full-size male potbelly pig could do it in like a day, probably. I think you'd need at least four or five pigs to get rid of it in the amount of time that like would be good to get away with the murder. Okay, yeah. Any- no, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Next question. <laughs> number seven. Mm-hmm. On the same vein, sort of. If you were an animal, what animal would you be and why? Not your favorite. <sighs> probably something that thinks it's stronger than it is. Mm. Maybe like a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Why? I mean, whenever people like ask me what animal I'd like to be, I always Mm. obviously go to the flying ones. I'm trying to picture like if I could have my consciousness in an animal, then I would want to be like a bumblebee. See like huge flowers, you know, stuff like that. Bumblebee. Okay, that's interesting. I like that they have structure. However, I famously lack structure, so I wouldn't Mm. be a bumblebee. Right. Probably one that's like on the verge of extinction because it doesn't fulfill its basic needs. Like the panda bears. Okay, I could see you as a panda. Like a red panda because they do famously Mm. rot and they like love to just (laughs) eat their little snacks that give them diseases because they don't even know. They just want their snacks. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. What would you be? I actually do think I might be a squirrel. Like I think I have have major squirrel squirrel vibes. I hibernate a little bit. I like don't really like to share. Like I like to store my nuts and stuff. Yeah. And I jump around. I'm kind of, you know, and I have sort of like a, a animated woodland creature voice. And they like accidentally plant trees because they lose their nuts. And that sounds like <laughs> something you would do. Like yeah, they bury no, their totally. nuts and then forget about them. <laughs> That's I'm you. very forgetful, classically. Um, okay, number eight. Could you take that animal, the red panda, in a cage match? No, because I love them so much. <laughs> I don't mean morally. I mean, like... <laughs> I would let it, like, kill... I'd be like, you're so cute. Oh, you would let it kill you? Probably. I would, like, push it a little. Wow. I would push it. But other than that... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you could get, like, one strong punt in with a red panda and it'd be out. They're, like... Yeah, I mean, they're fairly strong. They're pretty They've little, got claws. though. They, they, aren't, they aren't huge. But, like, imagine, like, a house cat. I couldn't take a house cat. You could cat. just kick a house cat. I don't know. You could. I don't know. Not that I'm I'm literally would never advocate for harming an animal, but like if you had to. And it was like sentient, right? Like it's a cage match. It's, you know, yeah. it's like it wants to hurt you. Uh-huh. Like because it's winning money or something. Yeah, I'm not even like morally concerned <laughs> at the moment. I'm just saying like I do think that they would beat my ass. <laughs> Yeah, no, and I think that that's, like, it's good that you know that about yourself. The reason that I have that question, by the way, is I'm interested to see the mm. difference in answers between the women that I interview mm. and, like, the straight men. Oh. Who probably are going to be like, I could fight that fucking animal. They're going to listen to this episode, though, and then be like, okay, I need to, like, be humble. Um, <laughs> I think all of us probably think we could take an animal more than we could, though. Depends on the animal for sure, but I think I could take most animals. I have no training. (laughs) (laughs) I lack training. It's like a Pokemon, sort of. Um, Okay, question number nine. Mm -hmm. What is one piece of advice you wish everyone could hear? Oh my gosh, full 180 here because I'm going to get real sincere. (laughs) No, please, that's what I want. I feel like this year I've done a lot of work on 
like recognizing my emotions and saying to myself, like, that is a feeling that is passing through me. Like, I I am feeling Mm. sadness right now. Like, I am not sad. I am not like broken or like lazy or, you know, I'm having feelings of this and it's passing through me and it will come out and there will be another side. I think that's been very helpful to me. Okay, and question number 10, and this is arguably the most important question on this list, um, so take it really seriously. How was your weekend? <laughs> Wait, actually, I had a crazy weekend. I was about oh to, my God, like, tell I, me more. I was going to go to my go-to if I did nothing, but I actually went out, I went to that. Re- but you didn't. <laughs> I went to that Revolve event, the two-night thing. It was like, pretty crazy. It actually is something that on the surface I I would expect to hate, but I had a good time because the music wasn't too loud. Honestly, huge. Yeah. I get like sensory overload, overload, overload (laughs) in like those kind of situations. However, I'm so, I really need you to talk about your Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) My Valentine? Yeah, please tell us about your Valentine's Day. You know, it's so funny. Like, we literally didn't even talk about it because we wanted to talk about it on here. Mm-hmm. We did that for y- for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, don't tell me yet. Let's talk about it on the pod. So I had, like, my first real Valentine. <laughs> like, he asked me if I would be his Valentine. <laughs> and it was really cute. <laughs> yeah, so this is... Oh, oh God, what are we going to call him on here? I don't want to give him, like, too much of a descriptor, you know? Right, People kind of know him as 401k guy because... Does he have that? I, I'm assuming he's like kind of old. <laughs> Wait, who calls him that? The people on Taylor Talk on um on my Spotify Green Room show. I've oh, talked oh, about oh. him before, and I didn't want to say like his profession or where he's from because that's right, right. So, um, usually when you give a man a nickname, it's like moderately insulting. So yeah, let's, let's contemplate. But I, but I like him. I I don't want to like give him anything like mean mm-hmm. okay we decided on a nickname um we're gonna call him marshall for marshall erickson from here on out um <laughs> for no real reason i just think it's a good one so <laughs> valentine's, yeah, no, it was day. valentine's day yeah it was really cute like i feel like sometimes with valentine's day we get very like um oh i don't want to do like cliche things because mm-hmm. it's a cliche like hating cliche for the sake of the fact that they're cliches but sometimes we fail to recognize and it's the same thing with being basic like basic things sometimes we fail to re- realize that things are popular and cliche mm-hmm. because they're good because they're yeah. awesome and they rock well a lot of people are like oh my god it's such a corporate holiday it's like okay first of all everything is if you would yeah. take your stand on valentine's day like grow up like that's that, i know <laughs> You know, it's so funny. Like, so we went to an Italian restaurant. Like, he picked me up at eight. We went to an Italian place. I wore red lipstick, like the whole thing. You soft launched. I did soft launch. I posted a picture of his hand on my Instagram, (laughs) which is huge, by the way. Still haven't followed him back on Instagram, but maybe one day. Um, Iconic. So he in the restaurant was like, yeah, I normally like am such a Scrooge kind of Mm -hmm. about Valentine's Day, like corporate holiday, blah, blah, blah. And but I figured you were the kind of person that would like really like Valentine's Day. And so I wanted to, you know, see what your perspective on it was, which I think is cute. Mm-hmm. And I basically told him, I was like, yeah, I just think it's really cute that we have a holiday um, that's about love. And I, you think about like little kids, like getting Valentine's and giving it to their crush, you know, and you give your crush mm-hmm. the best one. That was my favorite holiday as like a kid because the little boxes where everyone gave you little candies. Yeah, that was so your little mailbox. Fun. Like, I think that's so cute. And he was like, he basically was like, I love that 
normally my go-to would be like to be kind of like a miser about this, but you're so excited mm-hmm. about it that then I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. And I like that because sometimes when you date people <laughs> who have negative <laughs> tendencies, <laughs> they make you fucking miserable because they're so negative and they refuse to even try to see something positive. So I like that he like, yeah. he like tries. He's like, yeah, I like that opinion. I'm going to look at it like that. When you said that, I was like, oh, God, not another negative man. We can't do that again. Because both of us, like, definitely dated people whose tendency was hate the world and I'm going to make you hate it with me. And it really brought us down. Yeah, like, you're not allowed to enjoy the world because I don't. And it's like, well, I am a really happy little person and you're making me go back on antidepressants. (laughs) And we both did go back on antidepressants when we dated a man. So. If you're single right now and you're like, oh, I wish I was dating someone. You know what? <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it makes you depressed. So, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> um, but Valentine's Day was good. And like, there's something about this guy. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't think I've ever experienced this. Like, obviously, I'm attracted to men. It's a gift and a curse. But like, I am attracted to men. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've been like, oh, that guy's hot. Like, oh, I'm like attracted to you when I know you. Oh, like I want to have sex with you because I know you and I'm attracted to you in that way. I right. don't think I've ever been this like. Oh, my God. No, I don't know. Like he picked me up right like at eight. And then we we took a car to the restaurant, even though it was kind of close because it was cold and we're both fucking lame, which I love. Mm-hmm. And we're like sitting next to each other in the Uber. And he just kind of put his hand on my leg like you know, like lightly, like in a really casual, like, I like you kind of way. And you went feral. I did. I literally was like, uh, I can't, I don't know if I'm going to make it through dinner. Like I, I, and I, and it's crazy because I hadn't even drank anything yet. (laughs) No, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. (laughs) We've talked about this a lot. Like in college, I feel like, like we, you would always drink when you were hooking up with someone, right? Like, so so that you would want to. <laughs> right. Like your mind almost conflated like being drunk and being attracted to someone or like wanting to have sex. Well, actually, I, I read about this in Come As You Are. It's actually we have sexual accelerators and sexual breaks. So it's not just mm-hmm. a sex drive of which like you either have a high sex drive or a low drive. It's like you can have a high sex drive, but also have like sensitive breaks that make you want to mm-hmm. stop. But then like being drunk obviously kind of gets rid of the breaks. So then you're just yeah. the accelerators. Because it's a lack of an it like you're not inhibited yeah but with him like I don't like there's just I don't know I can't cannot keep my hands to myself <laughs> you texted me one night being like remind me what are the reasons I'm not gonna have sex with him again like tell me I, I need like reassurance and I like gave you reasons and you're like not enough give me more <laughs> <laughs> well because we oh, yeah it was like our third date and I didn't want to be a fucking cliche and be like we're gonna have sex on the third date and also mm. I really genuinely think it's important to take things slow and I know there are more ways to take things slow than just like physically like mm-hmm. there's obviously intimacy and, and all that kind of stuff but normally I I would prefer to take things slow physically because I don't know I think it takes a lot of stress off and then you really know if you like them and like blah 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 whatever I I that was my plan I literally texted and I texted it was really funny I texted Claudia who's one of my friends and I was like I think we're just gonna like do a couch make out whatever because we haven't done that yet and then like an hour later I texted her and I was like he got us a bottle of sake I think he thinks we're fucking lol another hour (laughs) passes and I was like uh, we're kissing. We it's fun. really fun. And then I texted her an hour later and I said, so we did have sex. 
I think he thinks we're fucking LOL. (laughs) I just, I can't keep, I don't know. I don't know what it is about him. I cannot keep my hands to myself. I hope he doesn't listen to this. I don't want to like blow smoke up his ass, you know? I don't want him to feel good about himself. (laughs) Well, we're like, he'd have to be like 20 minutes in, you know, to to get to it. So (laughs) That's true. That's commitment. Wasn't there like a guy forever ago who like didn't have a Twitter, but like looked up your tweets on Safari? Um, yes. And that's why <laughs> partly why we didn't work out because I tweeted that he told me he was still in love with his ex-girlfriend while I was naked on top of him. And he was not happy about that. <laughs> okay. Men need to stop doing heinous things while you're <laughs> naked in bed together. <laughs> Anyways, so that was my Valentine's Day. And mm-hmm. um, that was my weekend. I don't know. I didn't really do anything this weekend because I was, oh, I was dog sitting my ex's aunt's dog. Who was very cute. Extremely oh, adorable. So cute. And she liked Zuko as Ellie. <laughs> yeah, I made her watch Avatar and she really was, she got into it. She was like barking at the screen when like they were fighting him. And I was like, mm-hmm. I get it, girl, but he's mine. So back off. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that's enough weekend update. I don't know about you, but um, <laughs> I think we should get into the rest of the episode. Today, we are going to do a quick update on rotting, some of the solutions that you guys sent in. And plus, Michaela and I, like, we are the inventors of rotting. And so we should, mm-hmm. we're going to have a quick talk about that. The second thing we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about maintaining long distance friendships because that's something that we do. We're so good at that. We're so good at that. We might do a, a quick fuck, Mary kill. Um, and that'll Yeesh! be the episode. Yay. So if you are into that, keep on listening. Maybe it's something in the water Or maybe we just hit the end of the road Right now it doesn't even matter Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Um, so I love therapy. I have always been a huge advocate for therapy. I've been seeing my therapist for gosh, going on six years now. So she's basically like a homie, less of a therapist, more of a pal. Just kidding. She actually is really, really good at her job. And I have benefited immensely from therapy. I literally feel like I wouldn't be the woman that I am today if I didn't have therapy as a resource. I think it's so good to help you work through not only like your daily problems and, you know, your work issues or your friend issues, your relationship issues, but also like work through things that have been patterns in your life that maybe you've identified but don't really know how to fix or things like phobias, anxieties, things that you feel like you have a lack of control over. Therapy can be really helpful in making you feel like you do actually have control because you have more control than you think that you do. But I know that it is not easy for everybody to access therapy. And that's why I love today's sponsor, BetterHelp, because, uh, I mean, there are states in America even where there's like two therapists that take insurance, you know, like it's really, really important to have access to mental health and not everybody does. And BetterHelp makes it super, super easy. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give it a try. It is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So get it off your chest, whatever it is, with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit betterhelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LND. There are some stories about my mom's life that I truly never get tired of hearing. From hilarious to heartfelt, tear-jerking to plot-twisting, her retelling of events always brings me joy. 
Just in time for Mother's Day, I found the perfect gift that captures all her stories for my family forever. It's called StoryWorth. StoryWorth helps you preserve precious memories and stories from your mother for years to come. Here's how it works. Each week, StoryWorth emails your loved one a thought-provoking question that you get to help pick. Like, how do you want to be remembered? Or, what was it like when you first learned how to ride a bike? StoryWorth makes the writing process a breeze. All your loved one needs to do is respond to that email with the story. Long or short, it doesn't matter. You'll be emailed a copy of your loved one's response as they're submitted over the course of the year. You'll get to enjoy their retelling of the stories you already knew, or be surprised by stories you've never heard before. After a year of fun, StoryWorth compiles your loved one's stories and photos into a beautiful keepsake hardcover book that you'll be able to share and revisit for generations to come. I lost three of my four grandparents by the time I was six years old, so knowing that my future children and grandchildren would be able to get to know my parents on a personal level means everything to me. Families love StoryWorth. That's why it has more than 25,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot, with millions of stories preserved since they were founded over 10 years ago. Give all the moms in your life a unique, heartfelt gift you'll all cherish for years. StoryWorth. Right now, save $10 on your first purchase when you go to storyworth.com slash Ellie. That's storyworth.com slash Ellie to save $10 on your first purchase. Okay, let's talk about rotting part two with the solutions that you guys sent in. Now, Michaela and I, we... <laughs> We rot a lot, to be quite honest with you. Like, it's it's one of our, like, biggest personality traits. <laughs> we don't have structure. We lack structure. That's some of our biggest issues. Like, we don't have people forcing us to get out of bed every day. <laughs> right. And then sometimes Michaela will text me and she'll be like, it's 1130. I need to get out of bed. And I'll be like, that's not even that late, sweetie. Like, you, you go. And, like, that's not great. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. I mean... We, we've been taking our steps. I'm actually doing much better with my seasonal depression this year than I yeah. was last year, which might partially be due to my new self-medication, but also just <laughs> <laughs> something that I took in Joshua Tree that really changed my life. <laughs> Who knows what it is? Who knows? Uh, can't expand. Sorry. Let's get it. Yeah, let's get into the messages. Yeah. So let me tell you what you guys said are the ways that you help yourself to not rot. Okay. So this first one is from Lauren. I feel like I'm literally lisping so hard because I burn my tongue. I am not patient with food. I, I can't wait for it to cool down. Like I'm so hungry. Like I have to gobble it and then I burn my tongue. I always like drop things on my face because I'll do it just like laying down. So I'm just like, oh yeah, like drink this water so quick. And then it falls all over me. <laughs> Yeah, like we're three. So <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So this is from Lauren and Lauren says, before she's allowed to rot on the weekends, she forces herself to do the chores and take a long walk with her dog. And then it's okay to rot for the weekend. And then during the weekday, she says she works out first thing because it's too easy to make excuses after work like otherwise. Mm -hmm. I think that those are nice tips. Yeah. I, I really liked what you said last week, last episode about the like, even if you don't want to do it, do it. Yeah. You can hate doing it. You can hate it. There's also like something that works for other stuff is like reframing the way you do it. Like I have to do this instead of being like, oh, I want to do this, which worked for me with like walks specifically. Like I mm. used to think think I had to walk so I didn't want to but now I'm like oh I like walking like I enjoy it so like kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum but like I think both work for different little activities because a lot of stuff isn't innately 
shitty to do. No, a lot of it's even fun. Like it's actually stuff that you would enjoy, but you've like for some reason convinced yourself that it is not fun. Like it's bad and it's actually enjoyable. I mean, so true. Um, Okay, Kelly says change into a real outfit, even if you don't go anywhere. I mean, I think that that's a great idea. Sometimes when I like really need to just get my day going, I will put on an outfit even if I know I'm not going anywhere because then it kind of makes me want to go somewhere because I'm in a cute little sweater and like I put pants on. Maybe like cute getting cute loungewear could help. Mm, I mean, I definitely will feel like if I do my makeup and I go on a little drive to do a chore, I am living my best self immediately. Oh, 100%. But I, I'm not going to put on makeup just to rot. <laughs> no, certainly not. But if you do, it's also okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, Beth says when you get home from work or school or whatever, don't sit down, clean for 15 minutes, and then you can sit. Mm. I feel like that's a good tip. Because when I sit, it's inertia. I sit down yeah. and then I'm like, I'm not getting up. Yeah, expanding on that, actually, like one thing I've been trying to do is to when I first go on my little coffee walk, I don't bring my phone sometimes. And when I do that, I'll like go through in my head of the stuff I need to get done. And like my phone's at home charging. And when I get home, I I do some chores. I do some tasks before I pick up my phone. And I think because I'm not already like in that distracted mode and like Mm. for the day I haven't begun my, oh, I need to check back in on that little post I made or I need to like reply to those messages. Like I'm not there yet it helps me to just have some time to myself not necessarily meditating like although I do think that that's great but just like having conversations with myself sometimes out loud about what I want to get done and then I just end up doing it more easily definitely okay Mark says cook new recipes even if they end up terrible like trying new things and getting out of your rut helps him let's see Taylor says, if you can't clean the whole room, just do a corner. If you can't do the dishes, do one dish. One percent always beats zero percent. We always do this to each other. We're always like, okay, just do like one tiny task. Today I'm going to do my dishes. And I'm like, so proud of you, sweetie. But (laughs) even if you end up actually doing way more, just framing it as I'm only going to do this one tiny thing really helps the mental hurdle become like a tiny mental bump. And then you're over it. That's so cute. (laughs) Tiny mental bump. Yeah. I have so many tiny mental bumps. We have so many little bumps. (laughs) So many little bumps. Kaylee says, or it might be Casey, I can't read my own handwriting, says, (laughs) do that shower, like the shower, even if you don't leave the house. Like go in the shower, shave, Mm -hmm. exfoliate, lotion, do the whole thing, wash your hair, like deep condition. And then I feel Mm -hmm. like that does make you feel more like, okay, you know what? Even if I didn't really do anything, at least I showered and I cleaned myself and I feel good and I smell good. Yeah, I have like a unique form because or I don't know if this is unique, but I I actually enjoy showering more when I'm depressed. <laughs> yeah, you sit on the floor of your shower. Right. That, I, one time I was like, maybe people who hate showering when they're depressed just don't know about sitting on the bottom of it. But yeah, <laughs> I think they do. You can just sit, man. You could. You're allowed. You're allowed to sit. No one will stop you from sitting in the shower. They don't even know. (laughs) They don't even know. Okay, um, this is from Carly. She says, take care of a plant because the plant will represent you. So every time you water it, you'll remember to take care of yourself as well. Very cute. So I would love to be able to do that. Yeah, I'm with you. (laughs) My version of that is I get myself flowers like from from the farmer's market. So like when I... 
I haven't done this in like a, a couple of weeks. But when I'm more mentally stable, I will do my little <laughs> farmer's market walk and I will get myself flowers each week. And then I don't have to worry about like if they die, they die. But I also get the, ooh, I have fresh plants, you know? Yeah, that's a good modification because I don't know that I actually could take care of a plant as much as I wish that I was that person. Yeah. But if, if you're, you're that person, if you're yeah. a plant person, that's a great tip. Every time you water the plant, think maybe I should drink some water too. Yeah, that's really sweet. Mel says, I keep dumbbells in my room. And whenever I have a little bit of motivation, I just pick them up. Something is better than nothing. I do like five curls or, you know, whatever it is. Mm, so smart. We had like a so phase smart. last year where we were looking at <laughs> little workout. And I got a little treadmill from in front of my um, TV. <laughs> and when <laughs> I stayed with you, I walked on the treadmill every day. <laughs> yeah. It's helpful. And mine is like pink. And I feel like that makes me be cute. like, oh, so fun, so cute, so nice. And then I do I it. I feel sometimes. like multitasking is always, I mean, it's sometimes it's hard to get myself to do this, but like you don't have to do one thing at a time. Like you right. can do like sit ups or whatever while you're watching Love Island. That's why I put on a really boring TV show. That's why I'm enjoying this season of The Bachelor because <laughs> I get stuff done oh, it's so when it's boring. on. Like I, I'll clean, I'll be like, wow, I am restless. This is not doing for me. <laughs> And then, you know, you don't even have to look at Clayton as much. Yeah. Sorry, that's so mean. I, I just am so not attracted to Clayton. He could not be less my type. Honestly, can we do a little quick like bachelor check-in? Because <laughs> no hate to that man. I just no. think he's like oh. so into it. And unfortunately, that is like oh, a bit it's of... so hard to watch. Uh, yeah, it's hard to watch. It's hard to watch someone be like so excited by the fact that they're dating all of I don't know. Like No, I just I honestly think that the problem with the Bachelor franchise, not the Bachelorette, not Bachelor in Paradise, is that no man has the charisma to be the lead of a season. So like yeah. they're all kind of bad, you know? Yeah. And they never pick guys that are charismatic. I'm always like, I'm so sorry, but the only reason that they think he's like good enough for them is because of this format. Like usually, like in the real world, literally that Stockholm man would not Syndrome. pull these women. <laughs> <laughs> Stockholm Syndrome. Literally, it's hard to like pick a woman that you're rooting for because you're like, baby, I know you can do better. <laughs> yeah. And you will. When I the show totally, ends. Like, right. When the show ends and you guys break up. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Next tip. Oh, I did not write down who this is from. Sorry. But they said, try not to wake up to a messy room when you have a day that you need to be productive, which I think is a nice little tip. I would love if I was this person. I'm not. But if that's helpful, helpful for you, like I get it. It's kind of like how you clean before you go on a trip. So when you come home, your apartment's clean and you don't mm -hmm. have to worry about that. Like that feels really good. So I get that. Just having one less thing to kind of worry about. I think that might be part of why I enjoy traveling is like I'm always in a pretty clean environment. Everything feels like I have the I have the illusion of like having yeah. a put together home and stuff like that. Yeah, because it's not really your house and you don't have as many belongings. Yeah. I'm like, wow, I really have it everything together. OK. And the last tip that I got that, Michaela, I think you're actually going to really like this one. This I'm is excited. from Jessie. And she said, I take an edible and I do as much as I can in the time that it takes for it to kick in. <laughs> I've done this. I yeah. have done this. Yeah. I am not really a, a marijuana gal, but like I get I get it. Yeah. Well, I think you could be. I disagree. I think we just need to get you good weed. Like, I don't, I don't know. know. I just never liked it. I'm not like super in my marijuana arc right now. Like I'm not <laughs> heavily into my era. I did take an edible last night. No, I need to go to the dispensary. But yeah, the California has just like so many kinds of weed here. Mm. 
and I love to disassociate, but sometimes doing like a little bit of a drug will like calm me down. And then because I don't have anxiety, like Mm. connected to tasks, I will more easily do those tasks. That makes sense. Like that's why people microdose. Yeah. It's really good for you. I've heard that. I I mean, I'm not a doctor, so I can't tell you to do anything. (laughs) Yeah, we've heard that that's really good for you. Um, one more thing I wanted to talk about, just like the mentality of rotting. There's like this term in Buddhism called the second era where it's like you can't always control the first arrow of something bad, like something bad happening. But the second arrow, which is your reaction, is like something you can control. So like if you have bad feelings or like sad feelings, having guilt about that or feeling bad about yourself for like doing that or feeling bad about yourself for not cleaning, like those things can add to this already insurmountable like mental task for yourself. And you have to like love yourself through those like faults that you might have in order to like more easily overcome them. So I've been working on that a lot is like if something is already negative, like I don't need to add to that. I'm feeling bad about myself for it existing. And then literally it can make tackling those things just a little bit more like possible. (laughs) I always say like the world is a really negative place sometimes and Mm -hmm. you don't need to be also fighting against your own brain like Mm -hmm. I know that we we do fight with our brains and especially when things happen that we can't control but like I don't know I think and your attitude about it is like a thing that you always can control like even Mm -hmm. if something's shitty like you don't have to be the person that's sitting there like also being like nothing is ever gonna go right for me ever again you know right like say you don't do your homework or you like didn't get this work thing done like that's not the thing that causes you the most anxiousness and like feelings of depression it's like feeling bad about yourself for not having done those things and so like working on that aspect of stuff like really helps not only your mental state but getting those things done yeah and it's also just what you said in the beginning like not fusing with your emotions Mm -hmm. like not letting those things be so part of you Mm -hmm. that really helps just to get things done because you're not wasting all this time fighting against your own brain yeah i'm like when i was diagnosed with adhd which everyone has adhd but like in high school i remember my boyfriend at the time being like well now that they've said you've had it i feel like you're just gonna double down on like not getting stuff done because you had an excuse and i was like "Mm, kind of rude but also kind of true like like, (laughs) he did maybe make points (laughs) like it kind of was true like after i was told oh you don't have an attention span I kind of leaned into that, especially because I was like a teenager. I was like, oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. So like, I'm just bound to be bad at these things. (laughs) Yeah, everyone has ADHD now. I don't think it's trendy anymore. Now I just have object permanence issues because I don't want to say I have ADHD. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Object object permanence issue sounds way better than ADD. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. I think those were really great tips. Thank you so much to everybody who sent one in. I mean, I feel like this is a community of rotters, maybe a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> and like, listen, like we said, like I said last week, rotting, it, it doesn't have to be a terrible thing. It can be a treat. But like mm-hmm. when you don't want to rot, let's refer back to some of these tips or refer back to the idea that like, just try one thing. Just do one, just do one small thing. Mm-hmm. And that's enough. All you are responsible every day is making your bed and brushing your teeth. And we can do that. We mm-hmm. can absolutely do. Oh, also, somebody sent me that there's a podcast, I guess, that's literally just called Make Your Bed. And it's like 30 seconds every day and that you just oh. do it while you make you just turn it on while you make your bed. That's so if cute. anybody's interested in that, like that, 
I would look that up. That sounds cute and fun. Even if you put on a podcast and it has some educational things, you will go to sleep <laughs> feeling like, oh, I learned something today. And that, like that didn't <laughs> require you to do anything. <laughs> totally. Like we're just doing one thing. One thing. Yeah. That's all I ask of you. And it's also okay if you rot a little bit. That's okay. Mm-hmm. And that's all I'm probably going to talk. Well, rotting will come up from time to time because quite honestly, like I'm a rotter. I rotted today a little bit, but mm-hmm. um, but only because I was planning on getting a lot done today. But then I accidentally swallowed mouthwash and threw up into the <laughs> sink. And then I had to clean the sink and pour boiling water down it to unclog it, which is disgusting. And I'm really sorry for saying that. But also I had to do that and it was gross. And Let's that really... That. <laughs> I'm sorry. It just like really threw off my day. And then I was like, fuck it. I deserve to rot. (laughs) No, that was literally what I woke up to was you being like, I swallowed (laughs) mouthwash and threw up. Mom, I threw up. (laughs) Which like, I don't think that amount of mouthwash would harm you, but it's probably good I just you threw up because I think it's not something that you're supposed to swallow. I didn't like mean to, like I didn't do it on purpose. It just my body was like, ah! <laughs> yeah. Well, I did swallow mold a couple weeks ago and you I did. tried to throw up and I couldn't. So. <laughs> so anyway, I texted her, mom, I threw up. And <laughs> <laughs> she booked a flight. <laughs> yeah. I came to your door and I knocked on it and I just stood there in the doorway and I was like, mom, I threw up. Um... <laughs> Anyways, let's get into our next segment. All right, let's talk about maintaining long distance friendships. So I think this is a really interesting topic, especially because as you get older, right, you grow up, you're in high school, Mm -hmm. most of your friends are people that you see every day. And that's kind of why your friendships exist. And as you get older, you start to have friendships with people who are maybe not in your town, in your state, in your city. Or moved away, went to a different college, you left college. Right. Yeah. And all, and and while I think that there are some friendships that you can let go, especially if you're in high school and like, you know, you I honestly don't talk to a lot of my high school friends still. Um mm-hmm. but the ones the ones that are meant to stick around do stick around. But especially after college, like I moved to New York right after college, um, and I didn't know anybody. So all my friends were kind of back home. And honestly, it was kind of challenging for me to maintain those friendships. It's something that I still have to actively work on. Mm-hmm. The thing about Michaela and I that's, I think, a little bit special is like we've always been long distance. Like we mm-hmm. met in college, but you were in Arizona and I was in Illinois. And now yeah. we're literally could not be further from each now other. I'm in L.A. and you're in New York. Oh, look at us. Bye, Coastal. <laughs> um, so like it's almost been second nature for us to maintain this friendship long distance because that's what we're used to. We're not used Mm -hmm. to seeing each other all the time. We're not used to being in person every day. But I think there are good that, you know, I think we we do best practices, right? Like we maintain this friendship. It doesn't feel like work to maintain our friendship. It feels like obviously I'm going to text Ellie today. Like this is the person I want to talk to about my day. Like, I mean, we're very lucky to be in the cell phone era in like a lot of ways. Obviously, there are ways that we're not. But like having this kind of support, I mean, sometimes you don't even get that with a lot of in-person friends. I mean, often you don't get that a lot with in-person friends. No, definitely. And I mean, I feel like we are somewhat of a special case because like Mm -hmm. we're soulmates and (laughs) (laughs) I do talk to you every day and I will. But like, I think that's just because that's the nature of our friendship. Well, even if I don't want like I have phases where I don't text anybody, but I always text you. I don't know. (laughs) And it's not like, oh, I have to text Ellie. Like I just do. We just it's second nature. Not to brag about our not to brag about our connection. (laughs) Um, But I think like with generally speaking with long distance friendships, like especially if you've moved away after college or, you know, whatever it is, 
it's okay if it kind of feels like you have to remind yourself because we all get in phases with our lives where Mm -hmm. you're going to work every day or, you know, you're in college, you're in class, you're meeting all these new people. You have just like completely different lives. Like my friends back home, for example, we obviously live very different lives. You know, they have real people jobs, you know, like one's a social worker, one is a speech language pathologist. Like crazy. (laughs) Right. Like these people do like real important jobs and like we have very different lives. Um, And I don't necessarily know all the people in their lives anymore where in college we knew everyone that each other knew. And like Mm -hmm. it does take like some conscious effort to be like, this is a person who's really important to me and I don't want to let this friendship go. Um, Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to, you know, try to have a call with them once a week or just text them whenever I think about them or something reminds me of them or like Mm -hmm. making the effort to just like almost go out of your way to communicate um, because sometimes it's not going to feel like second nature because we're busy. We have a lot going on in our lives and sometimes you might forget and that doesn't make you a bad person. It doesn't make you a bad friend. It just means like you're busy. But um, I think taking the time to like always check in and make sure if you haven't talked to someone in a while, in a while, just sending them like a, Hey, I miss you. Let's catch up. Do you have time for a call or whatever? Like, Mm -hmm. That's the simplest thing you can do. I think for me, like I have let a lot of friendships go and Mm -hmm. not in the sense of like, I don't care about them anymore. Like if they reached out to me and needed something, like we would have a conversation, like we would still be able to pick back up. But there are like a couple that I still like from college, for instance, when we've moved away, because I yeah, I moved to Los Angeles right after college and I didn't know anyone here. Everyone that I've known is somewhere else. Um, And for me, like I I actually make friends pretty easily because I put a lot of effort into my relationships and like I because I'm online it's easier to find people that like have like interests um but like my friend from college Abby we maybe won't talk for two or three months and then we'll have a conversation or we'll go on a trip together or we'll like, she'll come visit me. And I'm one of her bridesmaids. She just asked me last week. I'm very excited. And it just feels like it's okay for us to be at that level. Like we can, you know, still make the friendship feel important. And like, we are there for each other no matter what, you know, she always checks in for the important stuff. And I, I think like it's about finding a new rhythm, like yeah. almost establishing a new because like you're not going to see each other every day. Like that's just not possible. I don't see people every day or even every week that I, I do live near. Like mm-hmm. I have friends who are a borough away, like 15 <laughs> minutes on the train in Brooklyn. And sometimes I'm like, it's been a month. I haven't seen you. Like <laughs> mm-hmm. what happened? So like I think just establishing a new rhythm of being like when you think about them, when they cross your mind just send them a text. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. maybe there's like an activity you do together or like a certain thing you talk about. Maybe there's like a friend who whenever you guys watch The Bachelor, like, you know, you both watch that. Mm -hmm. You like text each other while you're watching it. Or there's like some kind of weekly like lunch that you do or some kind of maybe you do horseback riding together on Saturdays. Who knows? But like find something that you two could have like a connection about or like something that brought you together in the first place and then use that to like maintain that connection. And I'll say this. I mean, the people who are meant to stay in your life, as cheesy as it is, they do stay in your life. Like, I definitely go sometimes longer than I should without talking to some of my long distance friends. But like, Mm -hmm. we love each other. And like, that's not going to change. It's just that 
your relationship might change a little bit. Like you're always mm-hmm. going to have the same love for each other. And no, like I know, like I have this friend, we were like best friends in high school. I would sleep over at her house like every weekend, like obsessed with this person, like my favorite person in the entire world. Oh, and oh my God, are you jealous right now? <laughs> like I was 15. Like let's, let's calm down. It's fine. It's cool. No, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> favorite person no. in the world is cool. Let's, oh my God. <laughs> The, at the kidding. time. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Are you, though? Mostly. <laughs> yeah, same. You know, we were friends really close through college. And then um, I, our lives just got really different, you know? Like, I, I moved here. And, like, she's in Chicago. And she, like, moved in with her boyfriend. And she's an actor. And I'm doing this. And, like, honestly, we probably went, like, seriously two years mm-hmm. without really talking other than, like, happy birthday. And more recently, we've kind of reconnected and like have been like having phone calls maybe every couple months. Mm -hmm. It feels like not a day has passed. Like it literally feels like nothing has changed because like your love for somebody that doesn't change just with time. Like people who are meant to stay, stay. And maybe your frequency or like your relationship might change. But like the love doesn't change. Yeah, you can always like bring those people back in too. I mean, I actually had my best friend, the only person I talked to from high school is like just moved to San Diego and she was in Colorado up until like the last year. And like now we're going to be able to go into a new rhythm of like actually seeing each other once in a while and probably we'll talk again more. And, you know, those people, they're not gone, but the intensity shifts. (laughs) Yeah, the intensity shifts and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I think as you grow up, that just becomes something you get used to. Because again, like when you're younger, your friends are the people that you see every day. And so you almost associate friendship with frequency. But Mm -hmm. that's not necessarily what it is. Like a friendship doesn't have to mean like you're literally hanging out every other day. It can mean like sometimes you literally don't talk for months, but like Mm -hmm. you love each other. And that's that. Like I, I feel like maintaining long distance friendships gets easier the older you get because more open scope of what friendship could look like or like you could yeah like I think more people are used to it like you're Mm -hmm. you're just kind of used to it at at first I was the first person to kind of move away after college and for a while it really stressed me out because I was like I mean like they're still together and like they're like Mm -hmm. having these friendships that go on and they see each other all the time and maybe they live together or whatever and I was like very self-conscious about our friendships but like whenever we're together and I actually get to see them it's like nothing has changed I think like reminding yourself that someone physically being there I mean it's lovely when you get to see people but Mm -hmm. we have the best time (laughs) oh my god we see each other maybe once twice a year and it's 10 out of 10. I'm going to try to like up the numbers now. But yeah, last year when I got to like visit you, not as yeah. when you visited me, I was in a bit of a cave. But when I visited That's you, okay. we had such a fun time because I was like, oh, my God, I can walk to Ellie's and just like watch TV with her. That's crazy. <gasps> I know. That's so crazy. It becomes like so much more. I don't know. Like you almost appreciate it more when you do get mm-hmm. to see them because you're not. And, and it's not to say like I don't love my friends that I see all the time that are in New York or whatever, but it's like. I value my long distance friendships so much because it's a little bit more rare when I get to do when I do get to see them. And like, I don't know, like I wouldn't I just wouldn't worry about losing someone, um, losing someone just because you're not with them every day, because seriously, the Mm -hmm. people that are meant to stay, they do stay. I mean, I can think of like half most of my friends are long distance and like I love them as much as I did the day that we met, you know? 
Yeah. And I feel like you and I both can relate to our friendships being a lot better at this age than they were for us, like in high school (laughs) and early college. And I think a big part of that is like we had more insecurities then and the people around Mm -hmm. us definitely had a lot of insecurities. And it's like it's hard to be there for someone in every single way, like purely out of love if you have insecurities to do with them like people yeah. used to say mean things about me when I was in the, I mean you too like people have yeah. said mean things about us a lot like people who are close to us are like I don't know yes. we've probably not been great friends at certain points as well but absolutely once you have become you don't have to love yourself to love other people but once you do love yourself it is easier to be like the best kind of friend to someone else yeah and I think something that I went through was like having a lot of insecurity about friendships because I felt like I lost a lot of friends at a certain point in my life. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was really scared that like if I didn't talk to somebody every day, it meant that we weren't friends anymore. Like I literally was so anxious. I would wake up on a, you know, like on a Saturday morning and I would text all of my friends. And if they texted me back, it meant they didn't hate me and they weren't mad at me. And if they didn't text me back, I would be anxious. Like it was really horrible. Like it was horrible. I'd be sick to my stomach, like waiting for this. And like, I don't have those insecurities now because I'm not as the the people that are in my life, I know are not just going to like up and not be my friend anymore for no reason. Right. Your attachment style in friendship has <laughs> is a lot more secure due to love. <laughs> so, yeah. And, and so it's a lot less scary for me to like, I don't worry about my friendships going away. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I, they don't. I mean, I, I don't know. It's kind of like self-fulfilling prophecy. Like I'm, I'm just I trust that my friends are there even if we don't talk every day. Mm hmm. But again, like sometimes you do have to put the effort in and just if someone is important to you and you want them in your life, you absolutely do have to put that effort in to like make sure, you know, you talk to them when you want to talk to them. (laughs) Yeah. But if it's more stressful than fun, like let them go. Who cares? (laughs) No, but I do agree with you. I mean, not like your best, best friends, but like we all have those like casual relationships that like it's okay to let go of. Like no, no, when it's someone that you want to be in your life for the rest like I cannot imagine my future without Ellie in it and that's not the truth of like everyone I do care about you know like I care about them but it's like yeah we might part ways eventually and if it became Mm. hard to maintain that friendship due to issues that's okay you know quite honestly like I am at a point with all my like I don't talk to anybody that I don't want in my life like Mm -hmm. (laughs) like I'm not like putting energy toward maintaining friendships that are not important to me like even if I only text somebody like once a month or send them a TikTok sometimes or you know things like that comment on their Instagram whatever if I'm like putting energy toward that friendship it means it's important to me right and I'm not I'm not doing that with people that are not important to me and so I almost I feel like I have more energy to like put love towards my friends and like I don't know I do think just long distance relationships and sorry long distance friendships relationships are kind of a different thing (laughs) I love long distance they just get it just gets easier when you get older I I I genuinely think it's one of those things that as everybody starts to have long distance friends Mm -hmm. it it just gets easier because we're all used to it we're all used to being like oh my god I accidentally didn't talk to you for two months (laughs) sorry (laughs) I love you (laughs) I think We've both done a lot of work on just like centering our life around our happiness and not other things as a means to become happy. And so like not like success and then I'll be happy or like, you know, these relationships and then I'll be happy. happy. Yeah. Yeah. Like just really being like, how can I be happy today in this moment? And like 
give kindness so that I receive kindness, give love so that I receive love. Just really like, and I know it sounds obvious to center your life around your own happiness and like the happiness of those you love. But like sometimes you really are in a mindset of once I do this, that will get me happiness. That's a great point. Like if it doesn't feel like, oh my God, I can't imagine, Mm -hmm. you know, going on without this person, like don't worry about it so much. Emotionally fulfilling. But just as like a practical tip, like something I try to do is like just like really put the effort in to say I miss you or comment on an Instagram story mm-hmm. or, you know, make sure that I'm like sending birthday presents and just like kind of like keeping up on our friendship. And like if I know I haven't talked to someone in a while, just checking in and and because it's not that like everybody understands that like we get busy. No one is going to be mad at you for texting and being like, wow, I haven't talked to you in so long. Please give mm-hmm. me the update. What's going on in your life? Like that's all you have to do. Like your friends are never going to be mad at you for just like having a life. Seriously. And if they do get mad at you, they're not a good friend. Yeah. And like those things get easier. Like you used to text me all the time being like, do you still love me? But now, you know, <laughs> like occasionally, like now, you know, I, well, I'll, yeah, sometimes we both do now. still get nervous, but <laughs> I know that you love me. Sometimes I'm just like, are you alive? You haven't te- you have not texted me back in 12 hours. Like this is right. too, too long. <laughs> You're only as needy as your unmet needs in a relationship. <laughs> That's deep, man. I think it's from the attached book. I don't remember that because I read it so long ago. So long ago. Mm -hmm. No, literally, I think I read it in 2018. That's crazy. You were really on the forefront of attached. I know. Shout out to my therapist. She was like, she the first session. She said, "You're gonna read this book," and I was like, "Okay." Mm -hmm. (laughs) I should probably reread it. It's been a really long time. We can do an attached book club part two, maybe. Need have to do that. Well, I'll take the quiz, the attachment styles quiz, and then we'll I'm talk secure. about it. I'm secure. Fucking good for you, Michaela. I'm sorry. No, <laughs> I think I'm, pre- I'm pretty secure. I just, depending on the person, sometimes I get crazy because they're crazy. People forget craziness <laughs> is literally contagious. Like, you know what my therapist said the other day? She was like, because I was talking about how this guy, Marshall, <laughs> that I'm seeing, mm-hmm. I was like, he's so calm. And then it makes me feel calm. Like, I don't worry. Like, he's so secure mm-hmm. that it makes me feel secure. And she's like, yeah, dude, calm is contagious. Calm is always a good thing. And she's like, conversely, crazy is also contagious. <laughs> like, If you're like someone who fights in a mean way and the person you're fighting with doesn't fight in a mean way and they're like, no, like, I don't want to do that with you. You do eventually get brought down to that level. But on the other end, that person probably gets some bitterness towards you but you really do like kind of get parts of the other person's attachment style when you're with them it's kind of hard not to I mean it's hard like when you're in a relationship with someone it's hard not to like when you're spending so much time with them it's hard to not like pick up on yeah some of their traits you know it's like it's hard not to like you become you love and respect them yes and so you like things about them and and yeah it's like the best metaphor is like you have your island where it's like you and they have their island where it's them but then you have your we island and it's where you not we like w-i-i like us like (laughs) you do your we island where you play tennis and bowling and you know yeah not your we island like your island where you're together and like maybe when you're on that island like you because you're hanging out together like you adapt some of their traits to yours and like that's normal sorry that's like completely off topic from long distance friendships but it is something that we talk it about it felt it felt like a natural jump i don't remember where it came from but it was attachment styles the real problem that i have is that 
when I do this by myself, there's absolutely nobody here to remind me what the fuck I was just talking about. And half mm-hmm. the time, like what gets cut is me being like, I have I have no idea what I just said. <laughs> I don't I don't know what I was just talking about. I have to like pick a new subject because I don't know. <laughs> so if it ever sounds like if you're ever listening to this and you're like, that was a non sequitur. It's because I literally don't remember what I just said. <laughs> I feel like that's actually fun to listen to. I, I listen to podcasts where people are like, oh, my God, we just went on a tangent. I'm sorry. And I'm like, I loved the tangent. No, you know? I love so, tangents. It's totally Speaking fine. of tangents, somebody sent a DM and well, well, I asked for topics and somebody says, do a fuck, Mary kill of famous people named Bill. The only person I could think of was Bill Clinton, though. Literally. Wait, we did text. There was like a Bill and Mama Mia. (laughs) That's not his real name, though. But in the movie, he's famous for being like an explorer or something. It's okay if it's a character. Is it? No. We we like named a few Bills. It just took us some time. Bill. uh, Bill. Bill Hader. Bill Nye. And Bill Nye. Okay. Well, we'll start with these three. Fuck, Mary, kill. Bill Clinton, Bill Hader, Bill Nye. The science guy. Uh, kill Bill Clinton. Totally. Marry Bill Hader. <laughs> you want to fuck Bill Nye? <laughs> the science it's not that I, I... It's not... No, you marry Bill Nye and you fuck Bill Hader. Remember um, that scene in Sleeping With Other People or whatever where he's having sex with oh, whoever the actress is that I don't like? What's her name? Alison Brie. Wait, you don't like her? No, I listen. I'm sure she's really nice. Like, I'm sure she's great. There's just something about her that doesn't sit right with me. Like, she just bothers oh, that's me. That's interesting. Bit. She's likable to me. Yeah, she's really unlikable to me. Okay, so I'm just gonna like, just to clarify, I don't want to fuck Bill Nye the Science Guy. I also don't want to marry Bill Hader. But this is the game. No, but I would rather fuck Bill Hader than fuck Bill Nye. Bill Nye's like ninety. Like, but you are married to him. You would have to like. But he's like a nice man and he's respectable. He believes in science. He, millions of children worldwide guess, love him. I guess marrying him is a better choice because it wouldn't last too long. No, not too long because he's old. And he seems gentle. Um, <laughs> Are there any other bills we can do? The nature of like fuck, marry, kill is that I don't want to fuck anybody. So I'm always like... right. No, like I don't want to date or have sex, (laughs) but I would have sex with Bill Hader. The only one that was easy was the kill. Yeah, kill Bill Clinton. He's a freak. (laughs) All my homies hate Bill Clinton. (laughs) Um, Bill. Yeah, we don't know many bills. What about Billies? Do Billies count? Billie Eilish. I would marry Billie Eilish. Bill. (laughs) I didn't give you the other option. Um, Bill, Bill, Billy, Billy Joel. Let me look up what he looks like. I don't, he's really old. He is like puttering on his last legs, I swear. Bills are old, I guess. I swear that's like one (laughs) of the most common names that exist. It's not like an old, it's like kind of an old people name. Billy Joel. Oh, he's, yeah, he's like. He was a handsome man at one point. He's just really old. Yeah, he he's like, there's nothing wrong with him, but he... <laughs> <laughs> and then Bill Eichner, Billy Eichner. Well, let me Google him, too. Isn't he gay? Yeah, so can't fuck him. I guess kill. <laughs> can't. Really? I can't fuck a gay man? You think I can't fuck a gay man? <laughs> I don't know if you you could. I couldn't. I don't think I would. I just don't think I would do it for him. Mm. I don't think it would be mechanically possible. I mean, you never know. 
Maybe no, he would it like is randomly, mechanically possible. Maybe he would like randomly be attracted to me and be like, okay. So is this game supposed to assume that they would also want to have sex or marry? Well, obviously, we're only having consensual relations. So Billie Eilish would have to want to marry you. I feel like that's not a layer of it, though. <laughs> it has to be a layer. Consent is Im- implied in this. Consent is never implied otherwise. It's, if it's not a verbal exactly. fuck yes, it's a no. That's why I'm saying it doesn't matter that he's gay. But the consent has to be implied here. Because you can't have that aspect of it. other Like, because <laughs> none of them are viable options anyway. <laughs> oh, oh, really? I think I could pull Billy Joel if I really tried. Wait, I don't if want you're to the- kill Billy Joel. Did I say kill? No, I said kill Billy Eichner. Yeah, I guess I would. I don't really know him that well. I don't know him <laughs> like that. <laughs> I mean, he seems like a nice guy. So I would marry Billy. I- oh, I guess I'm fucking Billy Joel. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, I'm Billy sure Joel. he's experienced. He's, very, he's old. He probably got so much booty in the 80s and 90s. Right? Yeah. He still performs. I mean, next time he performs, I really want to go see him. I feel like we're going to hang up and like so many bills are going to come to us because it's very common name. Bill, Bill Bo Baggins. <laughs> Bill. Famous Bill Bo Baggins. I don't know. Famous Bill William. Are you Googling Famous Bills? Yeah, I'm Famous Bills. Famous what? Bills. <laughs> I, I feel like if I just keep saying Bill as though there's a name coming, I'll think of it like Bill. Bill Murray. Bill, Bill Cosby. Bill oh, Gates. Uh. Oh, Bill, Bill Gates. He's a good one. Bill O'Reilly. Bill Nye. Yeah. Bill Buffalo Bill. Bill Irwin. <laughs> Who? Bill. Billy Bob Thornton. Billy Idol. Oh, Billy Idol. It's a good one. Yeah. Any others? Notable? Um. Like, honestly, I don't know who most of these people are. They're like, <laughs> they're all <laughs> mostly white and old men. So I don't know. No, it's like a very old man name. Oh, you Bill Maher. You don't Maher. need a lot of bills. Oh, Bill Maher, yeah. So anyways. We did participate in that game. And if you two at home, you have <laughs> to send, think of, yeah. <laughs> send any really good this. bills. Yeah, if there's a bill that you know that's really good, I could do this for different names every time. Like yeah. Famous Marks. A lot of Marks, you know. Mark Wahlberg. Zuckerberg. Ruffalo. <laughs> See, I can do Marks. Why, why, did, why did we start with Bill? That's the question. It's okay. But yeah, they can come up with which Mark they would marry, which Mark they would kill, Ooh, and which Mark they would one. fuck. Yeah. If, if, if you can think of them. Yeah. Which it's harder than you'd think. It's like when somebody is like, think of a color that's not blue and your brain is like, blue. Mm-hmm. That, that's what it's like. I couldn't think of a single bill. But I bet when we hang up, we'll be like, bill. Yeah, lots of bills. Cool, cool. So many bills. <laughs> I think that's just about the episode. But obviously, before we go, we have to do our song of the week. That's the vibe that we're taking going into the week. Michaela, do you have a song that is kind of your vibe going into the week? I'm also happy to provide one. I didn't think of one. What have I been listening to? I've been mostly listening to Blackpink. Um, that's so- fine. My vibe going into the week is Lovesick Girls. <laughs> okay, Lovesick Girls by Blackpink. Mm-hmm. Is there a reason that's your vibe or you just really like it? I'm just like such a lovesick girl right now. I'm just so, so true. In love. Such a sim. Just, like, I said so maybe I'll go on a date with someone. So <laughs> huge. Like that maybe. That's a And big I for one. sure won't. I like, I absolutely won't. But. <laughs> <laughs> but I think even the fact that you considered it, that's a that's a lovely that's huge little baby for me. Step. Like for I me know. personally, thank you so much. 
<laughs> oh, I'm really proud of you. I'm always proud of you, but extra proud for you that. Um, and I guess my song, I'm trying to think of songs that I've really wanted to share with you guys. Oh, you know what my song this week is? Venus Flytrap by Marina, because the lyrics are really empowering. I think it says, you know, whatever you give life, you will get back. Why be a wallflower when you can be a Venus, Venus flytrap? Like, that's that a song. good lyric, right? It's a like, that's song. a really, it's a powerful lyric. So that's our song of the week, our songs of the week. And Michaela, where can they find you? Oh my God. Yeah. I exist on Twitter <laughs> at Michaela Oakland and I exist on Instagram at Michaela Oakland. And also she Amazing. writes dogs on those things. Yeah. Follow She Rates Dogs on Instagram and Twitter. And she's got really cool merch if you want to check that out. Some new stuff coming soon, right? Thanks. Yeah. Spring stuff. Yeah. It's going to be sage green. We love that. Oh, that's so springy. Um, all right, children, my darling loves. Um, so if you liked this show and you enjoyed it, I would really appreciate if you could leave me five stars and a positive review on iTunes. I'd really appreciate that. Tell your friends about it. Uh, that's a really easy way to help me out and I would really appreciate it. And if you are a Taylor Swift fan and you want to talk about Taylor Swift with me, I do a thing called Taylor Talk on Spotify Greenroom every Monday at 7 o'clock Eastern time. We just chat about Taylor Swift lyrics. It's super fun. Um, and you can find that also on Spotify if you search up Taylor Talk. There's old episodes on there as well if you miss one live. And yeah, I think that's pretty much all I have to talk about. Anything else? No? Yes, maybe? Make a viral TikTok with Ellie's podcast as the sound <laughs> and be like get this viral all of you make a tiktok and then <laughs> <laughs> what would i do without you yeah podcast my biggest famous. fan <laughs> all right children my darling loves i love you so 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 much i hope you have the best week ever and i love you so 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 much and as always have a good day have a good night wherever you are and whatever you're doing i hope it's a good one and i will catch you on the next one bye, bye. Late Night Drive with Ellie and Michaela is brought to you by BetterHelp. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. <laughs> Visit BetterHelp.com slash LND today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash L-N-D.